Orale, orale, think us out, think us out. A minority! Quick, <laughs> get your guns! It's terrible, get your guns! <laughs> no, 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 soy policia, soy. Esto policia, soy policia. Uh, yeah. Hey, get on the ground! Soy Lieutenant Rosado! Hands up, hands up! To Edison, an idiot! Okay. <laughs> you are under arrest, sir! No, I have a. I'm saying I'm the police. Wait, you were the minority getting arrested? No, I'm just a minority policeman. Oh! Yeah, soy policia. And soy policia. Yeah, wow. just soy policia. Me soy sauce. Me so hungry. <laughs> oh, God. Alright, I think we've been racist to everyone now. <laughs> yeah. Alright, what are the cultures that we got? It's a writer's block episode today, and we've got Devin joining us for his first ever writer's block. Hello, it is Devin joining for his first ever writer, Bob. That'll be all. You nailed it. I'll see you. See you later, guys. You're (laughs) not even drunk. Yep. It's 10 a.m. Drunk on life. I am not. I am allegedly not drunk. Oh, okay. We we have no way of telling. Yeah, exactly. Unless Policia come here and breathalyzer you. Yeah. Policia, Policia. How do you say drunk in (laughs) Spanish? Lucas? Um, Fucking shwasted. No say. No say? No, that, that's what I say, and I don't know. Okay, that's what I thought. I yeah. like, no no say that. The past participle of drink is drunk. I could do that. Okay. I think that's bebido. Baby. Me, maybe. Yeah, bebido. Yes, bebido. Bebido, <laughs> if it's you. Or bebes, if it's bebes. <laughs> I see. I'm just throwing out shit now. Hell yeah. I don't really remember where the Spanish part of this came into because we don't have a Spanish-based script. No, not at all. You, we just He was talking about doing Duolingo. Oh, yeah. And that's how we yeah. got into and this. And then we but... talked about cops, and I was like, ooh, police brutality. That's fun. But there is a cop aspect. The Spanish we can dismiss, but there's a cop aspect because we're doing scripts for writer's oh, block obsession. Scrippies. Some little scrippies. What are you oh shitting about? I based mine in Denver. Oh, that's okay. But the same same plot. Damn you. Where'd you base <laughs> yours? New York City. Okay, that's where I based mine. It was, it was a new NYPD detective. I, I'm yeah. just going to change it on the fly. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. So, so d- before we get into this, Devin did write a script for this, even though he wasn't on the last episode, but he didn't get to finish it all. So <laughs> his script might be a little skewed from ours. It'll be a creative abstract take. Okay. <laughs> How about we have you start then? Holy forking shirt balls. I would love to. All right. New York, New York. The Sprouts Organic Supermarket on 56th. Man, monologue. I saw her in the dairy aisle on that fateful day in February. It was as if some higher power knew that we were meant to be together. She was looking at whole milk. I like that. She's not afraid of buying what she likes. Man. Hey there. Woman. Looks the man up and down, obviously not impressed. Man. I saw you from across the store and decided I had to come talk to you. I'd never forgive myself for letting someone so beautiful get away. Woman. Well, 
This beautiful woman is just leaving. Have a nice day. Man. And she's funny too? It's my lucky day! Where are you headed? I could join you if you have more shopping. I have some coupons to Costco. Woman. No thanks. I'm just going straight home. Man. And where would that be? Woman. Fuck off, creep. Man. So the guy monologues as the girl walks away, frequently looking over her shoulder to ensure she's not being followed. This bitch was supposed to be my one true love. I was supposed to be her Prince Charming. Fuck her, her uppity attitude, her nonsense presumptions of who I am. Fuck her. The man clutches his small Swiss army knife in his pocket and follows her out. As he walks out of Sprouts onto a ver out into a veritable blizzard, he sees her silhouette walking briskly to her car, about halfway there from the door. Man. Hey, you forgot your purse! The woman clutches her bag, walking faster. The man breaks into a run, sliding the knife from his pocket and flipping out the small knife. He quickly catches up and wraps his arms around her shoulders, running the knife across her throat in one fluid motion, barely breaking stride, then continuing on to run towards his car on the far end of the parking lot. The next day. Mm. Bah, bah. The man is listening to Billy Joel's uptown girl in his car, stuck in traffic, passing by the sprout she just murdered the woman at, which is now covered in police cars. His phone rings. Man, Hendrickson, police chief. I got good and bad news for you, Hendrickson. <laughs> Which one you want first? He's. This is a throwback to the pirate episode. Okay. <laughs> Hendrickson, I prefer to have some sugar sprinkled over my shit. Give me the bad first. Police chief, you're going to be doing a lot of overtime this week. We have a homicide victim at the Sprouts at 56, and I'm going to need you there. Hendrickson, why me, chief? I thought I had patrol duty downtown today. Police chief. That leads me to the good news. Detective Rogerson just retired, and him along with a few other detectives in the department let you, left you glowing recommendations. Now I don't know whose dick you sucked to get those, but it landed you Roger's job, and I'm signing you as lead on the Sprouts case. Now don't make an ass out of me, Detective Hendrickson. Hendrickson looks over to the Sprouts parking lot and smiles. I'll be right over, chief, and thank you. You won't regret this. Chief, you better hope I don't. <laughs> Alrighty. <laughs> so, so some detours is he kills the girl instead of the the male fiance. Yep. It was in originally in Denver instead of New York. Yeah, but there's one line that I had to change. Yeah, and you didn't have him becoming an, a detective. So that he can commit this crime, he committed this oh, crime. Oh, this this was premeditated. So he wanted to. He became a detective. Okay. So that he could commit <clears throat> yeah, the murder I and see. work his own crime. I but it see. is a good. It is a good script. I can tell that you've you've written some novel stuff because you have a lot of monologues in yours. Uh, yeah, too many. Well, okay. So have you seen <clears throat> you on Netflix? Yeah, I was gonna say it reminds me a hundred percent of yeah. you how he talks to himself the whole time. Yeah. Mm. That very, was what I was thinking yes. of. Very creepy vibes. Very Penn Badgley vibes. Mm -hmm. Just such her throat in broad daylight. Yeah. Well, it was a blizzard. Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah. And blizzard. a blizzard could happen in New York or Denver. Exactly. So you got there. Is Sprouts, what can I is say? Sprouts a local Denver <clears throat> place? I don't or? know. Let me look it up. <laughs> I was like, oh, all right. Hello. And I'm glad you finally fit one name in there instead of man, woman. Uh, Yeah, I wanted it to be revealed that he was Hendrickson later. Mm-hmm. Alrighty, I guess it'll be mine since this is my idea. There are sprouts in 
New York too. Oh, nice, perfect. Is it a Whole Foods place? Yeah, sounds like sounds it like it is. Sounds like New York. Okay, so mine. I've got a script today. Obsession, written by B Doggy Dog and my backup gals. That's me. <laughs> um, so I've got interior, NYPD Brooklyn 76th Precinct. Detectives Sean Morris, played by Jake Gyllenhaal, and Cody Brewer, played by Rami Malek, have just gotten back from another visit to the crime scene in the victim's homes in Cobble Hill, Brooklyn. After frequent visits and only the one-week lead in Lauren Stevens, played by Margot Robbie, Detective Brewer is visibly frustrated with the direction of the case. Cody Brewer comes back, Detective Brewer comes back into the precinct and he sulks into his chair at his desk. God damn it! He pounds his fist on his desk and flings a stack of papers from his desk across the precinct. Detective Sean Morris, much calmer, but trying to calm down Detective Brewer, he goes, Hey man, calm down. The case is still early. We'll find something. We always find something. And Cody Brewer goes, Dude, open your eyes. We've been on this case for two months now. And every time we go to the crime scene for new leads, it's like we take another step backwards. Sean Morris goes, No. Sean Morris goes, We just need to look at it from new angles. Think of the things we haven't yet. Maybe we've been looking too deeply, and when we take a step back, we can see something. When you stare at the same thing for so long, your perception changes on it. You, who knows? The answer may be right in front of us this whole time. Cody Brewer goes, wait a minute. What did you just say? And Sean Marsh goes, we just need to take a step back and look at it from the angles. And he goes, no, 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 no. The other things. He trails off and whispers himself. When you stare at the same thing for so long, the answer may have been right in front of us the whole time. Detective Brewer begins to quickly gather his things and all the papers on the floor to hurry out of the precinct, making a lot of commotion. So much so that Sergeant Sanderson comes out of his office to address him. Sergeant Sanderson, played by J.K. Simmons, goes, Brewer, what in God's name is going on in here? And Cody Brewer goes, I'm sorry, sir. I just need to get out of here and look at one thing on my own. I think I'm onto something. Sergeant Sanderson goes, Brewer, you're acting mad. Now focus on what is in front of you and take a seat. We don't need you going rogue again. Cody Brewer goes, I'm sorry, Sergeant, I gotta go now. He starts to take off towards the elevator, and the Sergeant goes, get your ass back here, Brewer, and Cody, as yelling as the elevator's doors are closing, goes, I will explain later. <laughs> Sergeant Sanderson and Detective Moore share a look with each other and shrug, annoyed by Detective Brewer's actions, but not shocked. Now we cut to an exterior in Queens. Cody Brewer scurries up a series of steps to a townhouse. He calms himself before knocking on the door. He knocks and hears a commotion of animals barking inside. He jumps and starts to walk away when the door opens. Um, very frightened and timid, Lauren Stevens, played by Margot Robbie, goes, Hello? What do you want? Cody goes, he turns back around and goes, Hello, are you Mrs. Stevens? And she goes, Yes. Are you looking for my mother? This is my parents' house. And he goes, No, no, no. My name is Detective Crody Brewer. I have been working on the case of your fiance's murder for a while now, and I have a few questions for you. And she goes, please, no more questions. I would never do a thing. I've already told the police everything I know. I can't take this anymore. I can't keep. And he quickly interrupts and he goes, it's not what you think. I'm here to help. He reaches into his pocket for a stack of papers and pulls out a photo. Have you ever seen this man before? And the camera slowly reveals Lauren's shocked reactions as it pans around to reveal an old black and white photo of Detective Morris on traffic duty years ago. Womp, 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 womp. Wow. Yeah. Me likey. You likey that? Yeah, I likey that. And I try to have a Steven Sanderson in there, so it's Sergeant Steven Sanderson. <laughs> Played by J.K. Simmons. <laughs> Played by J.K. Simmons. That was great. And Lucas. <clears throat> Hello. Hey, Hello. it's your turn. Ooh. This Big is... Boy's turn. So this is Obsession. 
by Lucas Lorenz and Smarfs. <laughs> <laughs> There's a place in Denver called Smarfs. <laughs> really? Sandwiches. Yeah, Smarfs oh. Sandwiches. Shout out Denver for the third or fourth time this episode. <laughs> but this is my exterior New York City boulevard at the night. It is nighttime in the Big Apple, and the street is dark and gloomy near Central Park. Eliza, played by Margot Robbie, is walking home, coming in and out of the dim streetlights that dot the sidewalks. Her heels click on the sidewalk, picking up the pace just a hair faster. Her shoulder twitches. She turns her head around, surveying the scene, but sees no one. She picks up her phone and dials a number, but nobody answers. She says, damn it, Donnie, why can't you ever answer your phone? She pockets the phone and continues on, heels clicking a little faster. A street away, someone watches her, hidden between the lights like a shadow. Mm. Keeping an even distance between her, the shadow follows in a dark jacket, blending in with the large gaps of lighting. Eliza passes a couple of men on the street, neither of them saying anything. She wouldn't dare say anything either. Because <laughs> she's too... <laughs> she quickly turns her head to see if they're still walking, with a sigh of relief, confirming that they are. Meanwhile, the shadow, revealed to be Samuel Little, played by Jake Gyllenhaal, picks up his pace, closing the distance between him and Eliza. He checks in his inside jacket pocket to grab a knife handle. Eliza clicks a little bit faster, her instinct signaling to her that she needs to pick up the pace for whatever reason. Samuel crosses the street behind her, appearing out of the darkness, now only 20 feet away. He's nearly in a trot, he's walking so fast. Hearing the footsteps, Eliza holds her breath out of fear. Ten feet behind. Five feet behind. She gasps. Samuel purposefully nudges her shoulder with his, but tries to come off like he didn't see her at all. He quickly continues forward, purposefully not showing his face to her. In a gruff voice, he says, Sorry, ma'am. In quite the hurry this evening. That's pretty gruff. <laughs> she takes a sigh of relief. That's all right. Watch where you're going next time. He says, Yes, ma'am. His torrid pace continues, and he's gone. When Eliza finally gets to her door a few minutes later, she fumbles with her keys, opening the door. Stupid Donnie, she says, never answers his phone when I need him. She finally opens the door and screams a piercing yowl. Donnie's severed head sits inside, propped up against the apartment stairs. Ooh. <clears throat> I like it. it. It it gave such a good idea of how stalkerish he is and, like, even just, like, him maybe fleeing this scene of killing Donnie or whatever. Yeah. He still made it a point to, like, brush up against her. Because yeah, exactly. he's that infatuated mm -hmm. with her. I like it. Thank you. And that's, Some subtexts? Yeah. You had a lot of exposition. You were right. Yours was very yeah. exposition And heavy. that's why when she called, he didn't answer. Because yeah. he was, had his head chopped mm -hmm. off. Yeah. I was when I first heard it I was thinking it was going in a direction where um like th this person was following her but then it ended up being like Rami Malek's detective and he's like I have some questions for you or something. Yeah. So it like took a yeah. turn on like the creepy guy following her wasn't the killer. <laughs> exactly. But then it takes you away from the idea that maybe it's Gyllenhaal. Ooh, that is good. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And this one sort of here like throws you like you're expecting him to just kill her right there. Mm -hmm. But he he's he's just like wanted to touch her, yeah. Yeah. But he's already done killing. God damn. I, I like it. that. Just I like New it. Year's Eve. <laughs> I found out that I think I put too much work into my scripts because like my fucking 76th precinct for Brooklyn, the <laughs> the neighborhood is Cobble Hill. Like I I looked that up yeah. and I made sure that it was Cobble Hill because she's moving in with our Robert Pattinson character who I named Emmett Lynch, mm. who is supposed to be some hot shot, like super rich lawyer. Mm. And that's the most expensive place to live in Brooklyn. Like I'm looking up median oh. house prices and shit. Oh man, I missed. <laughs> so yeah. how much have you written of your script then for this obsession piece? Sounds that like was it. He's got the whole movie. <laughs> the whole movie is Sounds done. about, which would be cool. It would be very cool. But our scripts are done. And because we have 
Devin here today. Devon. Devon. He has an idea for us. I do. I do. I had a couple, and I had trouble deciding which one I wanted to do, but I have decided that I want to go for the Anna. Was I supposed to tell you guys which one I chose before this? You told me. I told. Did you end up telling Lucas? Yeah. Okay. About both of them. At some point, yeah. The okay. the Somalia and the mountain. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So an <clears throat> animated film about a kid who goes on a hike up a mountain, right? The kid dies in an accident. Like uh, maybe a tree falls. He gets caught in a storm, and a tree falls and lands on him. Or or a hurricane. Or a hurricane. Or <laughs> on a the mountain. Blizzard. Or a yeti. Or, a, or it's, it's like some accident that happens. But he dies. A, a, a yeti, yeti accident. Yeah, a yeti accident kills him. But then he finds out there's other ghosts. He like dies and finds out there's a whole community. So he turns of, into a ghost. He turns into a ghost and there's a community of ghosts on this mountain. And the whole thing is these ghosts, their whole thing is to keep people, keep more people from dying on the mountain. So like they'll try and like, like. If there's an avalanche happening, they'll direct them away. They'll divert you. But in the end, it turns out that the ghosts were actually the reason everyone's been dying because they're not supposed to interfere with the real world and fate. Mm. And everyone, like people die up there because the ghosts are trying to save them. Okay. My first big question is, this is our first animated film. Yeah. So we won't need faces to match characters. We just need a voice character. But... Who is doing this? This, this anime? main character kid. No, voice? no, no. Who? What is our production? Oh, it's got to be Pixar, it's, right? It's. I was gonna say, is it DreamWorks? Is it Disney? Is it Disney Pixar? You thinking it's a Pixar? It's film? either Disney Pixar or it's like a Netflix original kind of deal. About okay. Like Studio Ghibli. Studio Ooh, Ghibli. some some Japanese shit. That would you know be the very... whole the whole ghost thing does have Studio Ghibli vibes to it, but it also has Pixar vibes to it. Yeah. Is there gonna? Is, are we gonna cry from happiness in this one? As well, happiness and sadness. Yeah, problem. really. We'll it's like it. what animation style do we want? Do we want the hyper realistic animation style of Pixar, or do we want the fluid kind of mystical hand drawn animation like Hayao Miyazaki with, yes. with Studio Ghibli? I'm thinking probably Pixar. It might be easier for us to cast shit that way. <laughs> Fair. Yeah, you have to have such such a really like a rich world for a, a Studio Ghibli film. True. I don't think this world is. Oh, are you saying enough. they're poor? Yeah, they're poor and stupid, no, and I hate. So they're them. a bunch of immigrants walking a yeah, mountain. It's, yeah. So the the yeah. whole th- we're gonna jump right into the theme. It's Mexicans hopping the border. <laughs> is what you're saying, and they're getting killed at the border. Yeah, of course. Fuck you, yeah. Kevin. Yeah, I hate Mexicans. <laughs> okay, um, we'll we'll come back to a theme. Then. <laughs> but so you've given us a good outline. We need some characters. So so like you said, it's it's really dependent more on voice than than anything yes yeah, so we need distinctive voices our main character is the kid yeah it's gonna be some like kid i was thinking like what's his name like finn wolfhart finn from from, from stranger, things. stranger things that's okay. what that was my first is he the, inclination is he the african-american one no, no he is no. the he's the main guy mm. he's he's pretty good yeah because it's about... got to be someone younger but not young enough that they can't act what about the, the skateboarding <clears throat> kid <laughs> the, the backpack from, from, from 900 oh yeah. for, and from mid 90s yes yeah. sunny sunny soul jack yeah something, yeah, something like, like that, that. Mm. yeah i was thinking if it's if it is a kid they act to at least sound like a kid we can't have danny devito samuel L. jackson 
<laughs> He'd be great. Oh, so many fucking ghosts <laughs> up my... <laughs> well, goddamn, mommy. Lucas, we're writing a Pixar film. You can't have any curse words in your script next week. That'll be tough for me. Yeah. <laughs> womp, womp, womp. I'm very edgy, as we yeah. all know. <laughs> um, okay, so we've got... Sure, Finn Wolfhard. We gotta yeah, have, I like have a that. little voice. Um, who are other main characters? So we have to have the parents because there has to be some sort of exposition. But I don't; those aren't super. A search for him? Is there a search for him at all? I'd I'd assume so. You know, mm. there's got to be that element of of being really sad that he's dead. There's got to be a search party. <clears throat> his parents. He has CNN. to like. That's, yeah, he has to at some point like so go back need to and cast see his parents. all the newscasters. <laughs> <laughs> no. no. The entire town. I do remember one of my like most vivid television memories of my life was when these hikers got stuck up on Mount Hood in a blizzard, mm. and they were like they like dug these like they dug into the snow and they like, had these little like ice caves that they tried mm. to survive in, but they all died. Yeah, it was very that it was very right. it was very compelling though. Um, so we we'll have some characters that are ghosts, obviously. Yeah, and we'll have some real life characters. So we've got the kid that is both. Then we've got parents. Is there going to be like a lead police person on the search? Is there a sibling? I don't. I'd imagine there has to be the parents, a reporter, okay, and the sure like the lead investigator, okay. Um, do we? I guess we have to decide. Do we want like there to be a search and his body to be found, or do they want? Because of, or maybe they just call it off. Yeah, for my thing, I I don't think they can find a body in a Pixar film. I think that would really hurt. Well, yeah. I was kind of under the assumption that they find out that he's dead. They don't like search like, oh, we still think he's alive because it is about death, you know. Yeah. Like we want them to know that he's dead. It can just be yeah, it'll just be like a sad scene of the the lead search guy just be like, that's it, we're calling it. Okay. And the parents cry and then they move yeah. on. So we don't need a huge character for police or nah. reporter but we could have parents still yeah i had this really weird idea you can shoot it down if you want <clears throat> because no, it's terrible <laughs> <laughs> um i i imagined like a sister to the brother that dies mm. and at some point she figures out he's dead by connecting with him some way like clues or something that are that's possible it that... can't be super explicit it's mm. got to be something like she feels him yeah yeah something like that or there's like so- somehow as a ghost he's been leaving like traces for them to yeah. find out that he's dead or something it's not like she s- literally sees him and visits his ghost yeah. world and it's like i'm dead <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, or she's just like a young toddler and like she's going to bed and she says, I miss you. And he says, I miss you, too. Yeah, something and like then that. it seems like she hears them. Yeah. She like stands up and she's like, so there around. is still some connection for him since the ghosts are interacting with people on the hill. He can still interact with his family in subtle ways like that. Yeah, very subtly. OK, I love it. Like, you know, when you just get a chill like that kind of deal. That's him tickling him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> Pants is the father. <laughs> um, okay, great. What so, about what about like other ghost characters? And they seem, exactly that community seems like it would be the other main characters. What, so my and again, this is very <clears throat> open to to being changed. But I was no, absolutely not. No, uh, I was saying that like it should be a society in of itself. So there should be like a like a leader, and then there should be you know different facilities for for different things the hunters the gatherers yeah. the hookers uh-huh there should be definitely hookers at the very least 
I don't know about the rest. Strippers. Strippers, hookers. Pimps. This pimps. is why they don't get to go to heaven. Yeah. <laughs> That's why they're, they're stuck s- up this mountain. Because stuck in purgatory. Everybody that dies on this hike is hookers, strippers, <laughs> pimps. Yeah. No, but just like, as long as there's a leader and um, just so it seems like there's organ, it, like it's an organized thing. Like okay. a chief. Yeah, like a chief. Like, maybe not like, like a tribe, we'll say. Okay. So there's a chief at least there's some leadership and they're, in they're on a reservation i was about to say is this above like an indian burial ground or something this mountain mm. uh no okay. it's it's just a lot of people die there <clears throat> okay um so actors who are going to be playing at least our chief our mom and dad you know the toddler might not have a full voice it could be yeah. whatever but mom dad and our leader in our ghost world who do we want playing mom dad leader in ghost world so leader in ghost world <clears throat> has to be someone who sounds old because i like intuitively the leader would be the first person who died on the mountain right yeah probably like dumb sutherland mm. Ooh, that's a good one from fool's gold <laughs> <laughs> or like richard jenkins from or like, friends with benefits who played gandalf sir ian mckellen yeah he is he it. still alive? I, maybe not. He might be dead. Or is it Christopher Lloyd that died? I feel like he's Christopher still alive. Lloyd's still alive. Look up Sir Ian McKellen. See if he died. Could be John Goodman. My boy's still kicking. He's 82 <laughs> years old. Oh, okay. He's not even that. I mean, he looks really old. Josh Brolin. Sounds old. Morgan Freeman. <clears throat> Morgan Freeman would be a good one. Yeah. He's got a very distinct old voice that's kind of heroic in a way. His voice yeah. has almost gotten to a point where it's just like, that's not even, that's not the leader of the ghost, such as Morgan Freeman. You know, if you hear Morgan <laughs> Freeman's voice in a voiceover. That is true. That's maybe also why he's now, never as done he's it. aged, he has like a really gravelly voice now. Okay. It's very, very gravelly. Well, so is Sir Ian McKellen's. That's true. I that And that may be what we're looking for, too. But now I'm starting to like Donald Sutherland again. I do like Donald Sutherland. Let's do Donald yes. Sutherland and Hell Finn yeah. Wolfhard. Yes, my dear. And then a mom and dad. So they're not going to play a huge role, um, but just they're going to be grief-stricken, you know, and just like the whole thing, they're going to be grappling with the loss of their son. But if they have, if he has a sister, then they still, you know. They're, they're, yeah, I figured they had at least something in there where there are some ties to the human world where he's, where they're trying to cope with it. Hi, Caesar. <laughs> he's smiling, boy. Um, yeah, parents, parents, parents. Uh, Nicole Kidman is a mom. I don't know. Sure. Australian accent. But she could do American too. She could do whatever accent we want. She's probably going to be a two-time Oscar winner. So. Owen Wilson. Wow. Wow. I don't think I can wow. see him grief-stricken. Wow, that Yeti killed my kid. <laughs> wow, this, this is, really hurts. This is unbelievable. Oh. My heart hurts. <laughs> <laughs> no, Owen Wilson's out. I think we've decided that. Oh, okay. Um, Jason Bateman has a good dad voice. He does have a really good dad voice. Um, Ray Romano. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Do your Ray Romano impression. I just I just have that one thing from the movie uh don't I think uh, twice don't think twice where he does the Raymond Romano singing Happy Birthday Happy Birthday <laughs> to you all right Ray Romano no it's not Ray Romano either that's a too distinct weird quirky voice yeah it's got to be like your typical dad voice. I, I like Jason Bateman and Nicole Kidman. Yeah. And then we've got our Donald Sutherland. Any other ghosts that we need an actor for at the moment? 
Um, it's Ghost Girlfriend. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's got to be some some people that he really connects with in or the at ghost least world. One, you know. Okay. Ghost Girlfriend time. Or boyfriend. He's gay. Oh, we have a yeah. We have a gay, gay death story from Pixar. This is getting heavy. Ah, uh, this sounds like Pixar. <laughs> it is a actually. gay ghost. A gay ghost. Our gay ghost is going to be Billy Eichner. No, Billy Eilish. No. <laughs> uh, shoot. I don't know that many children stars. Yeah, we always struggle. <laughs> this one, like, ah, who? Well, how old are guy? Finn Wolfhard. He's like, he's like he's sixteen like, now. He's like nineteen now. Really? Probably. You see how old he looks in the new seasons of Stranger oh, Things? Oh yeah, he's nineteen. Oh, I'm so smart. 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 What about, what about the yeah? What about the girl from Modern Family? Either of them. Ar- Ariel Winter. What about Arya Stark? Who is Arya Stark? From Game of Thrones? I don't watch Game of Thrones. The little girl from Game of Thrones? Oh, what's her name? Uh, fuck. I know who you're talking about. Uh, Not Sophie Turner. No, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. God. She's, like, old, old now, though. Amelia Clark? No. no. Arya Stark's character. Right? I, I Maisie don't... Williams. Yeah, Maisie Williams. We could Williams. do Maisie Williams. I bet that would work. Let me see Maisie Williams. She's oh, okay. Twenty-four years old now. Yeah, she could probably. She looks like her voice could be young. It's yeah, pretty, it's pretty young voice. Maisie Williams and Finn Wolfhard. That, that's their connection <laughs> as kids in the. Only like an eight-year difference in the ghost world. <laughs> yeah. That's five. How old is he? Nineteen. Nineteen, and she's oh. twenty-four. Yeah, it works then. So we've got that settled. What is a theme that you want out of this? So a the theme. Message. Yeah. Uh. Well, let's see. So, there's obviously going to be the theme of grief. As with every Pixar film. Yeah, and maybe it's it'll be about the denial of grief. Like, these ghosts want to make people not die, but in the way, in denying mm. that grief, they are causing more grief. They need so to they move just, on. They just need to all need to move on. And maybe the end of the movie is them all saying, we just need to move on, mm. and then they go to the afterlife. So... For the grand Pixar metaphor, then, it's saying people need to move on with their grief instead of holding on to it or bottling it up. Wallow in your grief. It's a, yeah. very, it's a very Hindu idea mm. of non-attachment. We love mm-hmm. Hindu. Maybe it is in India. Mm. Or Famunda. We could base it in Famunda. Don't even fucking do it. Famunda these nuts. Hey! <laughs> From down under. It From... could be Australian. Wow, that they don't have mountains in Australia. Yeah, they do. No, there are mountains everywhere. But Australia I do doesn't isn't real. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Maybe Damn. it is in India or Nepal or somewhere like that, like in the Himalayas. That's what I was just about to say. Is somewhere in the Himalayas. Well, we'd have to change all of our cast if that was the case. That's true. We that can't makes... have people doing accents like that. I was thinking the Pacific Northwest. Okay, somewhere in the Cascade Mountains or the Rockies. Okay, Mount Hood. Mm-hmm. Mount Hood, where those people died. And Mount I Rainier, something like that. I something. watched those people die as like a nine-year-old. <laughs> Jesus, and it's lived with you for 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 this long. I remember. Um, he wrote. Okay. He stamped out SOS in the snow with his boots before he died. Wow. Yeah. Go ahead. Trying everything he could. Makes you, makes you wonder. So who's the Yeti? <laughs> <laughs> I was also thinking of like a a message or a theme of like. Like you can't avoid fate. Like the the ghosts were like the fate that brought them there or whatever, and they ended yeah. up dying in some way. But no, I do really like your grief thing. 
like trying trying to change fate i see what you're saying like you can't try to change fate fate will happen regardless yeah but then no, i like that but i like your bigger message as well of the don't do it you have grief. you have to yeah. move on from grief to to move towards acceptance acceptance admitting is the first step wait is and we're in i don't know the stages of grief admittance admittance no that's not the first one i don't know that's it's, the very that's last a, one that admit admitting <laughs> is a, admitting is the first step of alcohol anonymous that's I what think, i know Classic. i think there's denial there's bargaining i know is one of them purgatory there's anger there's grief and then there's upset except where does purgatory come in that's the second book of dante's divine comedy trilogy it is yeah purgatorio wow. <laughs> Italian's very close to Spanish. Oh, we. And Portuguese. Oh, well, that, was, that was French, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're really crushing it over here. Um, perfect. Any other, like, big storylines that we want? Like, what is going on in some of these connections that are going on in the ghost world? Well, obviously, the guy is going to meet the girl. So, Maisie Williams and Finn Wolfhart. Okay. And uh, I'm sure they'll, like, try to work together and they'll really bond that way how many more people do they kill and bring to the ghost? well that's the thing like maybe it's one or two or maybe it's a lot before because people will be like ah oh, you tried but it didn't work you know and then they finally learn to yeah. move on after no they that... figure out that they're like wait these people are dying only when we interfere like may like maybe it's been a rule since the first guy died that you have to try and save everyone who comes out on the mountain and if you don't you're you're so Donald Sutherland's been evil all along. Not evil, just mis... Yeah. <laughs> misguided. Misguided, I yeah. just... And they're misguiding people on the mountain. Yeah, but if, like, in a Pixar, they could make it seem like he's evil. Yeah. But So you'd have to dig into the subtext to understand that he's just trying to save people. Yes, but I don't think as evil as Lotso the Hugging Bear or... Mm, um, no. What is the Coco guy, the... The main musician. I can't remember his name. Never saw Coco. Oh, um, oh Coco's so good. I love Coco. Uh, it's But he's very evil. Yeah. He yep. he, he murdered the other yeah. guy. So. Yep. He's very... Not that evil, but like maybe it's a rule where you have to try and save everyone, and then they break the rule and risk being... Uh, outed or... Banned from the mountain community. And they're like, wait, he didn't die, but everyone else dies. So they like put two and two together. Okay. And the, the so we'll have a couple people die. Yeah. And so a lot of the story is them trying to figure out how to get past this rule. Yeah. Okay. One of the dead guys could be Kevin Hart, the new dead guys. Oh, man, I'm a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I am so sad Robin Williams is dead because he would be so great in this. Yeah, he really would be. He'd be so great in everything. What am I talking about? Yeah, honestly. Oh, my God. Adrian Brody for the dad. No, no. <laughs> I knew you were going to bring him up. No. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> So now we've got all that ironed out. We need wishful wishes for production. Mm, my favorite part. Yeah, wishful it is your wishes. Favorite. Wishful wishes for production. What are your wishful wishes for this production? Yeah, Devin. What do you wish? Uh, who directed? Um, nice. He gets it. Yeah, he does get it. What? Wishful wishes for, for production is just like who's directing writer, it? Writer, oh, director, yeah. things yeah. like that. But we're the writers. Who directed Over the Moon? Because I thought that was fantastic. Well, you're already out because Pixar doesn't hire from outside. So, <laughs> this is wishful wishes. Um, Glonky or who? Glonky. Glonky. How about? Who? Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, I, was, I don't know the director of Coco. I'd like to Adrian Molina, Lee Un and uh, Lee Unkrich. 
That that would be decent because it is kind of a similar thing of like death and whatnot. Yeah. What about my boy Pete Doctor? Brad Brad, Brad Bird. Bird. Brad Bird. Pete Doctor. Pete yeah. Do- yeah, Pete Doctor is done. He did up, he did inside out, he did soul, he did monsters inc. What about Wait, who did soul? Pete Doctor. But Brad Bird went to my high school. He did go to your high school. And he did the Incredibles and Ratatouille. Ooh. And, and Tomorrowland. I like Pete Doctor because Soul was kind of like that same thing about grief and Wait, did he do Inside Out too? Yes. Oh, it's got to be And Pete. Up. It's got to be Pete Doctor. Pete Doctor it is. He yeah, he has tackled a lot of Pixar's more heavy yeah. emotional one Inside Out Up. I wouldn't go so... to a Pete Doctor. I'd go to a Lucas Doctor. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who do you want writing this? Uh Pick me, pick me. Uh Caesar. Oh, Caesar's going to write a great script. He's been through a lot of trauma in his yep. life. He knows what oh, he's doing. Oh, he knows trauma. Um music? Um fucking Beck. Who, who did yeah. Tarzan? Oh, Phil, Phil Collins. <laughs> Phil Collins. That'd be a very grand adventure. Yeah. Uh you got brother the tell everybody I'm on my way from Brother Bear. Yeah. There would, uh, uh, I mean Phil Collins would Fucking kill it. Would that wouldn't that make it this movie like too happy? Yeah, that's, probably. I think it's <laughs> like I'm not really thinking like swelling orchestral music. I'm yeah. thinking more like subtle folk su- music. Yeah. Beck. Yeah. <laughs> True. Danny Elfman. Not Danny Elfman. We can't have Beck again. <laughs> Wait, who did the um hanging out? Hanging out. Oh my god. Damien Carter. Carter. Damien Carter, please. <laughs> Damien Carter will have a song, like in the credits. Yeah. But it, it could probably just be like someone like Vance Joy or the Lumineers or something like that. Oh, yeah. Vance Joy would be good. Hey, hurry down to the real time. Yeah. Um, ho! No. Ho! Hey! hey. <laughs> yeah, it's just got to be some kind of like indie ish. They're all the yeah. same. Yeah. The ex renegades or whatever. Ex-ambassadors, ex-ambassadors who yeah. sing renegades yeah. i believe or um uh the Mowgli's. like two-door cinema club or yeah, yeah any of these things philip phillips philip phillips these could all be great and then the song at the end is all the ghosts hanging out together it's like because like all with the, their family yeah with their fa- <laughs> hanging out hanging out hanging out with, with my family, family having ourselves a party could you imagine how fucking stoked damien carter would be oh he'll be so his, his, move, his from, music and from pixar from movie. birdemic to a pixar film because yeah i mean all those pixar films have those outro clips yeah. and whatnot so yeah we could totally throw damien carter singing with all the ghosts like dancing and that would, shit. Oh, that would bring yeah. the rotten tomato score down like 15 <laughs> points just for that and that is 15 points that i'm willing to to spend on damien carter <laughs> I love it. He's, okay, he works for pretty little, I think. And lastly, yeah. is a title. Oh, this this one I have no idea. Fuck. This, this is something we're gonna all, all mm. have to think about here. Something. This some, is the hardest part for something me. Mountaineering theme. The other side. No, we already did that. <laughs> um. So there was soul. Uh, Pixar movies usually have like one word, simpler. one or two, yeah. Because yeah. so Pete Doctor's done soul up inside out. And it could be like Mountaintop or something like that. Monsters Inc. Yeah, Mountaintop. Mountain Peak. I do no, I do like Mountaintop because it has like kind of a obviously the literal sense of them hiking, but kind of like reaching your mountaintop, like the heaven, like going to moving on from things. Maybe. You've Or just Peak would be cool too. Peak would be good. Peak would be good. Peak would be really good. I like Peak. 
Peak. It's piquing my interest. Peak. How much I like peak. P-I-Q-U-E. And it doesn't have a tone. Oh. No, no. It's got a P-E-A-K. <laughs> I'm very French. Yeah. Peak. And I, he peaks. Well, that's peaking my interest is the P-I-Q-U-E. Yeah. And his sister can peek into the ghost world. Mmm. P-E-E-K. Yeah. Ooh. Peak has a lot of different... Peat. P-E-A-T. Pete? The wood. The, Pete, the wood. Peak doctor. P-E-T-E. Peat doctor. Or P. P-E-E. Urine. I'm, I'm thinking we're gonna go with peak. P e a k. Yeah, that's a very good one. That's because you can take it in so many different directions. I like that. Yeah, and a recap. We've got peak by Pete Doctor with music by a Vance Joyish Lumineer, some yeah. indie folk music with Damian Carter oh. doing our hit song at the end in our like little scene credits hey, of all yeah. the ghosts dancing together, hanging out with their family, having themselves a party. A partay. Partay, I'm sorry. Written by Caesar. Written by Caesar. <laughs> and take it away, Devin. Give us your story. About a boy who goes hiking and dies only to find that there is a community of other ghosts who have also died. Finds there is there's a whole community dedicated to saving people who go up on this mountain only to find out that their interference are causing the deaths of the people who go on the mountain. And they must try to learn from these mistakes and let people continue to live their lives. We've yeah, got unimpeded. Our, we've got their little boy, played by Finn Wolfhard, a fellow ghost, maybe love interest of Maisie, Maisie Williams. Williams. The the leader of our ghost world is uh, a Donald Sutherland. Yep. Yeah, that's my dear. <laughs> and some parents in the real world. So we had Jason Bateman. Bateman and Nicole Kidman. Kidman. Nicole Kidman. These are great. And uh, a message today. Grief. Move on, bitch. Move on from your grief. Don't don't bottle it up. Eventually, you'll have to move on to accept it. Maybe there's a whole therapy aspect of it, too. Mm. They have to talk to each other. Now I'm, I'm glad I'm throwing this in the recap. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going back. <laughs> Beep. But yeah, Beep. I think that's great. Um, and that's going to end our writer's block today. Thank you, Devin, for this great animated idea. I can't wait to hear what you guys come up with it. Are you are you going to write us a little script in case you can't be on next week so that uh, we can read yeah, it for you? Yeah, I could probably do that. A little, little two-pager. Yeah. Just like that. And uh, that means, Lucas, it's your idea next week. You never know what you're going to do. No. Could be your basketball. It could be Porchy the Pirate. Could be Porchy the Pirate. <laughs> Porchy the Pirate's been put on hold a lot, so it could be. Yeah. It, Porchy the Pirate is Lindsay Buckingham in that SNL sketch. With remember Keenan Thompson? No, I don't remember the sketch at all. Where he he sings and Lindsey Buckingham, played by Bill Hader, is always a guest on the show and he never gets to go on. Oh, what's that song they sing? Yeah. What's up yeah, with what's that? What's up with that? What's up? What's up? That's Porchy the Pirate. Oh, okay. Have either of you seen Old Greg? No. Nope. No, you bring this up all the time. <laughs> Everyone, go fucking watch Old Greg. You've showed me like two minutes of it at Coldstone once, but you're like, it's like 15 minutes. Yeah, it's, and there's like three episodes each. Oh, God, that's like a whole movie. I know, it's good. So we'll see you yeah, this we'll weekend sp- for we'll, Annie Hall. Well, yeah, we will. No, well, they'll they'll see us for Hottie and the Naughty. Fuck. We'll be recording Annie Hall with Devin to try and convince him of some rom-coms. Actually, well, we'll talk about it after the podcast. Okay. But. Alrighty. And with that, we'll see you later. Bye. I do. Good douche.
Thank you for tuning in to Writer's Block, our spin-off series of The Good, The Bad, and The Movies. Each Friday, we're going to come up with a new movie idea of our own and create it right here on the spot. If you like the show, please leave us a review on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you are listening. Also, if you have any movies you'd like us to review or your own movie ideas for Writer's Block, trademark, please follow and message us on our Facebook and Instagram pages at The Good, The Bad, The Movies. Tune in next week to hear us discuss more films. And remember, if if it's it's good good and it's bad, it's probably the movies. movies.